all of us have people that we look to that uh, have had a big influence on how we lead others. I'd be curious, Coach, as you start your first year, like you said, taking over a national program where the expectations are so incredibly high, where there's a lot of questions about can the Pantherette program be successful under a man? There's so many questions about your leadership. How do you internalize all of that and still make the main thing the main thing? Um, I mean, I don't be worried about what people be thinking. Um, like I told you before, and I'm going to tell everybody, I pray for this opportunity. And when it came, just because it didn't look like the shape, form, or fashion, or the gender that I was thinking those prayers, when I was praying it was going to be, um, I wasn't going to block that blessing. And, and, and it was a, a opportunity of a lifetime. Uh, but I'm I'm prepared. Um, coach Peavy, uh, he, he gave me an opportunity to really just grow as a coach, as a man, uh, as a leader under his toolage. So whenever he wasn't there, I was already ready. Um, I watched uh, yourself, uh, Dr. Nix, how you guys lead us in the district. Um, Mr. Mr. Bird, our principal, um, our HR team, like the way you guys handled yourself and the way you guys uh, pour into us, I don't know how many coaches in the state of Texas can be sitting right here right now with their superintendent. How you'll call and check on me um, from time to time. Hey, coach, I'm just checking in. I don't know. That type of stuff makes you want to be a better leader, makes you want to really do what you have to do for the district, for the program, for the community, for the city of Duncanville. So um, I know the support I have. I know the type of man I am. I know the type of character I have. And I know the type of leaders that I, I'm, I'm following that we're going to be in great shape. You know what I'm saying? It's, it's, it's a no-brainer. My name is Dr. Mark Smith, and I'm superintendent of Duncanville ISD, and this is my podcast, Super Intentional. In Duncanville, we believe that everything rises or falls based on the leadership. So the leader is absolutely important to getting anything done in any organization. I am so excited today to have Coach Neiman Ford here. He's an awesome leader in Duckinville. He is the new head basketball coach of the Pantherettes. And so today we're going to be talking about leadership and talking about the great things that you're going to be doing in our program. Welcome to the podcast. How are you today? I'm well. Thank you for having me, Dr. Smith. Absolutely. Let's jump right in because that's what you do. You are a high energy, jump right in kind of personality. So I think that's fitting for the podcast today. I have uh, been preparing for today thinking about when we first had a conversation about leadership and taking over a program, especially a program that was going through some turbulence. Now that we've been, uh, you've been in the role for a period of time now, I'm really interested in what your reflective thoughts are early on into the process in your new leadership role. Um. First of all, thank you, uh, thank Duncanville, thank yourself, uh, the Board of Trustees for entrusting such a, a prestige program in my hands uh, and allowing me this opportunity to show that I, I'm, a, I'm a leader. 
Um, but jumping straight in, it's uh, it's been smooth. Um, there's really no difference between leaving the, the boys and the girls' side. Um, I was thrusted into that position uh, last year. Um, I took all the things that I learned from yourself, uh, Coach Peavy, uh, over the last five years and uh, applied it. Um, there's nothing like uh, really uh, owning uh, being in your role and starting in your role and then having the opportunity to, to, to showcase that. So this, this school year has been really great. The girls have really bought in. I uh, have a great staff, um, got four new coaches. Uh, they've been awesome. Um, and the kids are really understanding what uh, my leadership style is and what I expect. Uh, so it's really been a smooth transition, and I tell people anytime, uh, any relationship, whether it be um, employer, employee, coach, student, uh, the failure to communicate the expected um, things that you expect Absolutely. out of a relationship uh, is the reason any relationship fails. So I've communicated to them all the parents, all the coaches, what my, my expectations and what, what my vision is for the Panther program, and everybody's been rowing in the same direction. That's great. One of the things that people don't know about you is you had a career outside of public education where you were in a leadership position in a business and a corporation, and I believe it was Enterprise. And so uh, you were able to bring those leadership experiences into the public education side of things. Uh, how did that impact your leadership, experiencing leadership in a corporate setting and what it takes to be a successful leader there, and then translating that into being a coach and leading young women and young men and other young adults? Um, Enterprise was great. I worked there fresh out of college in their management training program, and I fast-tracked pretty fast uh, and became a man uh, assistant manager in six months. I was a manager uh, within a year or two, I ran a couple stores. Um, but in any leadership uh, role you're in, it's about the service. So serving your uh, employees, serving the customers, serving the community. So when you have that in mind at first, it's easy to be a leader. Um, and that prepared me for all walks of life, uh, being in that role at a young age, being a leader, running a business um, in my early 20s. So when I transitioned to the... Um, educational realm um it was it was a smooth transition because i had a different lens that i looked through and i understood it, it wasn't about just my class it wasn't about just my team it was about the entire uh, organization because whenever you're running a business it's not about uh this one sale it's not about this one customer it's about the brand of the business so uh i brought that mentality to education and into the uh, athletic realm uh into my programs anytime i coach i, I didn't look at it like from Right now, this play, this moment, okay, not this, this game. I got to look at it from a big picture. Big picture is so critical. Many leaders are – there's this term that we uh, talk about in leadership about when you're in the leadership role, you have to lead from the balcony versus the dance floor. And really what we're talking about is being focused on the big picture and being the assistant coach – uh, for the boys' Duncanville basketball program and then being as the interim head coach for the boys' basketball program, you saw pretty quickly in your tenure the difference from those two positions. I think it's critical for us to spend some time talking about the difference from being number two versus being number one 
because those are two different positions. And that big picture component that you talked about is so key to being an effective leader. Um, my years of enterprise helped me with that because you start out at the bottom. Everybody that ever worked in that company has to start out in the management training program. So when you're at that stage of your career, you got to really focus on how can I get promoted? And then once you become an assistant, okay, how can I do what I need to do to effectively run my portion of my role? Uh, same thing apply when you're assistant basketball coach or any assistant. Um, when you're as an assistant, you're focused on the jobs and the duties that the head coach has assigned to you, whether I'm the offensive coordinator or I do the defense or maybe I'm doing grades or I got to travel, logistics, whatever case, I'm focused on that. When I got thrusted into the um, interim head job, I couldn't only look at what I'm doing. I had to look at what everybody's doing. And uh, my experience being a manager and then also I coached football for years, I understand, like, everybody has a role to play. Everybody has a job. So um, I wanted to make sure I communicated what my expectations were from uh, from the assistants at the time uh, because not only was it hard for me to transition, they had to transition from me being a peer to now – I'm I'm kind of like your boss, so um, you got to understand the difference between the relationship a day before and then a day after. We got a whole different relationship. It's a dynamic because now I have to think from a different lens and look through a different lens. So um, I think the life experiences I had being in corporate America, uh, coaching different sports, um, helped prepare me for the transition from my job as an assistant to now I got to look at all the jobs as the head coach. What did your journey in building the Duncanville boys basketball program from where it was when you all arrived to being a national powerhouse, what was that journey like for you and your own leadership growth and development? It was amazing. Um, I've been to Duncanville for 10, this is my 10th year. I started out in the junior high. So um, the, a lot of those kids in that 2022 class, I saw a video one of the parents had uh, sent me on Instagram and I talked about the vision that I saw for those kids 2017, 2018. And I knew the type of work we was putting in in the middle school, it was eventually going to translate. We always had the talent in the junior highs. We was losing them to DeSoto, Cedar Hill, Lancaster, Lincoln, SGP. It was my job at the junior high to make sure we keep all our babies home and make sure they go to Duncanville High School. So – I, my, my, my whole thought process was make it cool to be in Duncanville, to stay in Duncanville. It, and then when Coach PB came, it was just like a perfect storm. We got Dr. Smith as a leader. Uh, the football is on the uptick with Do, uh, Coach Samples. Coach PB come with, with with all his experience. I had the, the youth movement coming from uh, from the middle schools, and it was it was just a perfect storm, and it worked out perfectly. But it's sh nothing short of amazing. I, I sit back now and think about – all the success we had over that those that four or five year run, and I, I it's it's, it's mind blowing. Like you never ever would have thought that when we first started. Absolutely, it's it's been uh, just as it's been mind blowing for you, and you're in it. It's been mind blowing for me watching you all do some amazing work, and understanding like where you started. And then all the, the journey of work that you all had to put in in between. I made this statement uh, on more than one occasion. Uh, people on the outside think that it is easy to coach in, in a place like Duncanville because they have the talent. Uh, when, and when the truth of the matter is having the talent, it's, it's harder in a lot of ways. 
Uh, can you expound from a leadership standpoint on on how hard it is and how much leadership from the the person that is in charge is required to bring people that are highly talented and have a lot of individual interest and focus and somehow make them a team? Because that's what you all did over the course of that four- to five-year run. Um, the biggest thing as far as coaching in Duncanville uh, especially if you're coaching girls basketball, boys basketball, football, uh, track, track and field, uh, baseball, softball, whatever the case may be, is the expectation. The expectation for us as a coaching um, fraternity in Duncanville is to win state. Uh, that's that's not the case in most situations. In 99.9 percent of the schools across the state, they don't. Everybody says we want to win state, but who really believes it? Um, so that's that's I don't. You've never said, Coach, you have to win state this year. That's the expectation we put on ourselves. Um, so that's pressure alone. Um, a lot of people think it's easy to coach talent. I got coaching friends all over. Now I have uh, coaching friends in the women's fraternity of basketball, uh, men's with, uh, college. Whenever you do something and know it's not expected, it's like found money. But now, okay, I've done this. Now you're expected to do it going forth. And a lot of people can't handle that pressure. When expectations are there, when you expect to be great, and uh, say if you're the number one team in the nation and you barely win a district game on a Tuesday night in January by 10, people are looking at you like, hey, what's going on with Duncanville? Right. They barely won. You know what I'm saying? So uh, a lot of people don't understand that. But uh, then when you're dealing with high-level talent, you're dealing with high-level parents, you're dealing with, dealing with everything that come, comes with that. And if you don't know how to manage people, if you don't know how to serve people, it can it can it can overrun you um, because th those uh, high level kids um, they got expectations they got dreams they got goals and it may be bigger than winning state for them like they trying to get to the NBA or, or to a certain college or whatnot so uh, what we really did was make people understand that we're we want we want you to reach your goal in the and then in the in the process of reaching your goal we're gonna help you we reach our team goal yeah. you know what I'm saying and 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 we focus on one person can't be bigger than the program. That's so key. So you have been super intentional about the culture. You've been super intentional. You understand how important it is uh, from a people standpoint. You understand how important motivation is, culture is, branding is, and somehow, some way, the most effective leaders in your profession are able to bring a highly talented group of individuals that may be individuals in every sense of the word and now building them as a team. You've experienced that on your journey on the boys' side. I want to transition and talk about how that's going to translate in your leadership on the girls' side. And are there things that you can take away or are there even any differences from leading young men to leading young women? Um. Whether it's man or woman, highly successful people want to be successful. Um, and our girls program is probably the most uh, uh, accomplished women's program in the country. The, the young ladies I have in the gym, they, they're really, really good. Like the talent, the talent level in comparison from men to women, um, there's really no drop off between the two. If, in, if it might not be even higher on the, on the women's side. Um, so, the difference is, and like I tell the kids, like, um, you all, you guys always with workers. Y'all always work. Y'all always won. Um, the way you was taught in the past, it ain't right. It ain't wrong. 
my leadership style, the way I'm going to teach it is just different. And it's more one, it's more than one way um, to, to get th those things accomplished. So um, I bring a lot of energy. Um, I'm, I'm more, I'm more of a talker. They call me Pastor Ford because I sit them down and I talk and they go, oh, coach from the talk for a long. So they, they be an amen in me and all that. So uh, the biggest difference on the girl side, um, they, they, I come in the gym, they they got a song and a dance, and they clapping. It was my birthday a couple of weeks ago, and it blown me away because I didn't coach boys for forever. And they did, hey, coach, happy birthday. So they in there, they got a whole routine. They clapping and stomping. And it's like on point, like like synchronized swimmers. And I was like, I was kind of blown away. I almost got right. I almost got choked up. Cause I'm like, wow, you know what I'm saying? This this is what it's like. Yes. And um and I and I think uh, I'm providing it, and it, it's a different type of leadership. Mine is more of a, um, I just tell you what I expect. I'm not going to raise my voice. I'm not going to be upset. And uh, these are the expectations, and we're going to follow them. And everybody has a total line. It's amazing you share that. Um, you know, not everyone would want to follow uh, the leaders that we've had in Duncanville with the Pantherette program because they are some outstanding coaches with super major accomplishments. And you have to be really confident to take over a program with such historic traditions across the nation. And so self-managing your own mindset and your own motivation and your own reflection as a leader is critical. Coach, I'm wondering if you could share what do you do for yourself to keep yourself focused so that you aren't too high when things are going well. That's, a, that's a, I think, a great leadership trait but also that you don't get too frustrated when you hit a bump in the road and things are going bad because everybody looks to you, looks to the leader to get a feel for direction. And so in the course of it, it's a long season and there are going to be ups and downs and people are looking for you and looking at you to give leadership in those areas. I'm curious, what do you do as a leader uh, to keep yourself focused and primed for leadership? Um, I constantly, um, reflect on the day before and try to just be better as a person, as a man, as a leader, as a coach every day. Um, but I think my experiences from coming in Duncanville 10 years ago, when I first got the bird, we lost every game. And, um, as a first year head coach and you lose every game, um, you have to find ways how to come back in there and keep the kids motivated, how you, you got to stay working and understand it's bigger than this moment, this this point of time. We got to get better. That's the only – I preach that every day. I don't really preach we got to win. No, we got to get better every single day. And I feel like if you, whether you're winning or losing, if you get better every single day, in the end, it'll all work itself out. But for myself, like I, I'm being, I'm super spiritual. I pray and I ask for the discernment of, uh, of service, of uh, – not only having service for the community, service for the program, for the kids, but service for myself uh, and, and, and God. So um, those one of the things I do every morning when I wake up because if people don't know, being in this situation and being in this seat after being here for so long, I've seen people um, get engulfed in the success. And uh, me and PB had this conversation, I think after we won our second championship. And um, – he was talking about – he would talk to me about coaches and this and that and the third. And I said, Coach, um, I read a book uh, that Phil Jackson wrote where he talked about um, all the success they had with the Bulls. Yes. And he, I said, um, Coach, he said 
when you have a, a level of success, success, everybody thinks that their role is bigger or more important than it really was. And I said, right now, we're in this situation where we can't allow the success to, to go to our head or go to the coaches or the players' head. We got to stay even keel because you probably think your role is bigger than what it was. I know I probably think my role is bigger than what mm -hmm. it was, but it's somewhere it's probably a little bit lower, and we it took us all to get here. So uh, even when we having that type of success, that's when I really start praying for uh, a sense of uh, discernment of uh, service and knowing that um, at any moment, man, this all can be gone. Absolutely. You know what I'm saying? So I, I got I keep that the first thing, the main thing, the main thing is, is uh, service and um, understanding that I'm here to serve the kids and it's not about me and God just put me in this situation uh, because um, he, he's chosen me to lead. That's awesome. What I have seen and learned over time just watching effective leaders, most effective leaders have uh, a set of rituals or routines, morning routines, things that they do each and every day to get themselves in the right mindset to go out and lead. And that sounds like that's one of the things that you do. you just really dedicated to having a deep internal spiritual look within yourself uh, so that you can get the discernment. Uh, through your prayer and your meditation so that you can go out now and be successful. That's a nugget that we all can take away in terms of what it takes to be a successful leader. Coach, I'm excited about the future. And uh, can you give us some nuggets on what you see early on in terms of potential for the Pantherette program? Um, I'm excited because I think um, it's going to be a different style of play um, we're going to play a lot faster. The girls are, are, are moving so fast. Um, they're shooting the ball really well. Uh, Coach Rob has done a great job. He uh, helps do the skill development, man, and he's really just just done own that portion of it and uh, the offense. And we we got the girls playing at a, a speed that's is 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 it's it's, un, it's unbelievable. And you'll be like, are those really girls moving like that? So uh, that and then. Um, I'm really my my job was really Dr. Smith really was come in, focus on uh a lot of the stuff that wasn't in the class that wasn't on the court, like how you act in the classroom, how you act in the hallways, how you act uh at home, because of all that translates. If you undisciplined in the classroom, it eventually you'll be undisciplined on the court. If you're undisciplined at home, you'll un be undisciplined on the court. So let's let's try to uh to clean that up and, and teach and learn and grow. And then we'll have the success we're supposed to have because the talent is there, uh, the, the 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 will to win is there. That's one thing I know. Uh, being in Duncanville, these kids have a will to win, and it don't matter what sport it is. Like they, when it's time to win, these kids know how to get it done, and that is something that you can't coach, you can't teach. It's just the culture. It's just the mindset of everybody in Duncanville, from the superintendent all the way down. To, to the last uh, auxiliary uh, staff person, like everybody, we want to win in the classroom. We want to win in the community. We want to win on the court, on the field. And it's you hear it, that's how we know. Absolutely. So I love being here, um, and I love coaching the girls. And I, I, I know for a fact that it's going to be so exciting. It's going to be some exciting basketball. Uh, I can't wait to everybody in the community see it. Absolutely. And we're only about, I don't know, about three weeks or so away uh, the last part of October, or is it the first part of November that you um, actually get started? The first game is November 3rd. Uh, we'll have a couple scrimmages 
uh, I think, uh, October 28th, if I'm not mistaken, and then uh, Halloween, October 31st, we have two scrimmages. And then November 3rd, uh, we in Wiley in a showcase. Uh, so I, I believe we might be playing against Frisco Memorial. Uh, they went to state a, a couple times in the last couple years or so. So it's going to be a great test. Um, I'm looking forward for us to be able to go out and show everybody the type of work we've been putting in. And um, it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Coach, do we still have a national schedule where we're playing national teams and going across the uh, country this yes, year? Yes, we'll be in D.C., uh, in December in the Capital One Invitational on that Thursday, and then She Got Game Classic on that Saturday. Uh, we'll be in Lake Charles in the National Showcase. Uh, there's a National Showcase here in Duncanville, one of the greatest high school events with uh, with Glenn Smith bringing the Thanksgiving Hoop Fest. Uh, he got some really outstanding teams, men and women, uh, and, of course, we're going to play one of the top teams in the country when, when he come in there. Uh, and then we have um, a national game in the uh, Thanksgiving. I mean, Red River Shootout. Um, we also have the circuit, which is a national game. So the the games are there. The teams are there. I feel like this might be one of the toughest schedules um, we're we're going to play to date. Um, I have a, a veteran team, so I, they they can handle it. Um, so I'm excited. That's and great. I, I feel like we got a really good chance to be there in the end. That's great. Well, Coach, it's been so good just having a leadership conversation with you. Uh, you are indeed a super intentional leader, uh, and we're all excited to see uh, how that's going to translate to success and providing leadership opportunities for our young ladies in Duncanville ISD. Uh, I'm so looking forward to the season, and we are all energized by your energy, and thank you for being such a super intentional leader. So this is Dr. Mark Smith, and this is my podcast, Super Intentional. So many leadership nuggets that we uh, had an opportunity to share in our conversation today. Uh, it reminds me of how important, coaches reminded me of how important culture is and how important uh, building a brand is and how important it is to lead from the top, lead from the balcony, versus being in the weeds, and that there is indeed a difference from being number one and number two. Coach has done a great job of transitioning into his leadership position and ex expounding on how he goes about leading in Duncanville ISD. I'm better for it, and all of our viewers will be better uh, from listening to this podcast. So again, this is Dr. Mark Smith. This is my podcast, Super Intentional where in Duncanville we believe that everything rises or falls based on the leader. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Super Intentional with Dr. Mark Smith. Go ahead, like, comment, and subscribe to our YouTube channel. If you're listening on audio platforms, be sure to subscribe and rate the episodes. Follow us on all social media platforms.